back to the Ida Bros podcast. This is episode 25. I thought it was 26. Let me, you don't know how to count. Here we, we go, can't guys. Count. Can't count. Hayden part two. can't count again. Count. A one, All right. A two, a two, I want to say 26, but I don't know. I thought we had talked about the quarter. Uh, it might be 25. It's kind of a sad 25. Though, that's but. interesting. Yeah, I guess it is 25. I'm oh. hanging with the boys. That's not sad. That's fair. No. It's way less sad than hanging out with myself so, at yes. home. It's and a pizza and Minecraft. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, Minecraft's you awesome, could play Minecraft dude. With the boys. Yeah, I could. I could. Tristan's like, but I don't. Uh, I do. I've played. I know. I'm just kidding. I was there multiple nights. I w- I will admit, uh, the one night you guys surprised me, I was totally not expecting to be hanging out with everybody, mm-hmm. and like, which night was this? This was like last week, I think. Oh, okay. When I got on and. Like everybody, oh, everybody was on, was on yeah. I was expecting to like put on a movie and like <laughs> zone out, and I was like, "Oh, the everybody's boys. here! <laughs> this is cool." Dang it! It was like one of those things that I was like, "Dang it!" And then as soon as I started talking to everybody, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna now it's a party." This. I'm the same way. Like people, I'll be like on, and then like a couple people jump on. I'll be like, oh, "Like oh no," because no. I just want to like zone out, and not have to. But then like once it gets going, I'm yeah. like, "I'm glad you're oh, here." This is great. Perfect. Yeah. I needed social interaction. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Which is a big deal these days, apparently. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's overrated. All right. Well, it's been a while. What have you guys it been has. up to? It's been like, what, three weeks? It's yeah, been a long time out. since we'd put an episode out. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, three weeks. Life That's just got busy, good. apparently. Yeah, well, well we, I, we've been I died it. for a week, and then yeah. you were busy one week, and then... I don't know why we didn't do it last week. We just didn't. We didn't. We yeah. did a we did a, a team dinner, family oh, dinner. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, we were gonna podcast and then we just were like, nah, eh, let's just hang out. It's been good though. I think the past few well, the past few weeks I've hung out with you guys a ton, whether it was online or it's ruining or my in sleep person. Schedule. Well, yeah. So yes. I'm normally, I'm normally really good about it, but then everybody gets on and I'm like, yeah. I need to go to bed. bed. It's also I'm not wanting to go to bed. Liver. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> This episode but, sponsored by Cava. Cava. <laughs> For that reason. Sponsored by slight alcoholism <laughs> and Cava. That's fun. Um, but no, it's been they've been good weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, the weather's changing, which is exciting. Oh, no, it's not. You don't like autumn? No, fall's the worst. Mainly because I've been sneezing nonstop for the past oh, four yeah. days. On top of that, it I don't like being cold. That you get allergies at the end of the allergy season. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Well. Anytime the seasons change, so mm-hmm. turning into spring is always the worst. Yeah. Um, spring into summer is usually not bad. Fall or summer into fall is usually is kind of a hit or miss. It depends on how quickly it turns fall. And mm-hmm. we've it's been kind of nice. We've had a kind Pretty of a late gradual. a late fall. Um, and then winter, I'm normally good to go. But mm-hmm. spring is the worst. Fall is second. Yeah. And then it depends on how much really? it's been raining too. And there's a bunch of crap that comes out after a rainstorm mm. that i'm allergic to so the rain's always rain yeah Lame. wow well flowers pollinate after mm-hmm. after a rain like yeah. aggressively i remember that like so i used to get really bad allergies um in spring and all through summer mm-hmm. and i remember like when it would rain i'd be like yep not going out for like two days now because yeah. it was so bad yeah mine's a bunch of uh like fungus Mm-hmm. That Ooh. spore after it rains, that and sucks. that's what that's what gets me. Yeah, I just 
I remember as a kid being excited for fall because I'm like, I can stop doing drugs to go outside. So I, yes. And no. stop taking Benadryl and was, being tired was, all the time. I was always the opposite. I was like, no, fall. Stay yeah. summer. Yeah. Spring's the worst, though. Um, I'm usually, and it was weird this year because I got sick twice. Yeah. Um, but I usually, during, like, I, I would bet money next spring I'll be out for a week again. Dude, that allergies sucks. like I was a couple weeks ago. Really? Mm-hmm. And fall's kind of a hit or miss, but the seasons change. My immune system goes, oh, no, I'm taking the week off. You're on your own, buddy. So do you take allergy medication daily? Um, I used to. I used to take not sponsored Nasonex. Nasonex is the bomb. Um, The problem is I'm pretty sure my immune system got like used to it because for because I was taking it. I took it for years and early on and for a while it did great. Pro tip uh, with allergy medications. I was talking to uh, a friend Mm -hmm. uh, that. What is she now? Nurse something. Mm-hmm. Um, she's saying you should switch allergy medications like every three months if you take them daily, because hmm. like they lose their effectiveness, and then you if when you switch to something else for yeah. a while, you can, you know, it's like a tolerance break kind oh. of. But yeah, Nasonex and Nasacort are bomb. Nasonex was phenomenal, um, and then yeah, eventually it just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not exactly the best thing to be taking daily. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the worst thing is one time my mom was like, "Use this neti pot," and the the constant spraying it up my nose has burned like the inside of my nose. I took the mm-hmm. neti pot, and my whole head like lit on fire. Oof. Yeah. So word of warning: if you're doing a lot of nasal sprays, don't do neti pots. But, that's fair. Um, and then I stopped, and now it's usually as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, during the spring, I'm usually on like a Claritin or like a yeah, just a I general see. antihistamine to try to power through the change. But other mm-hmm. than that, it's kind of... Claritin's the bomb, too. That's, mm-hmm. like, I found that out this year. It's, like, the only thing that doesn't give me, like, super weird side effects. Mm-hmm. Like, Allegra makes me, like, super shaky. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, it's weird. Benadryl makes me super tired. Yeah, that does it to everybody. Um, but I, I've always liked Benadryl over a lot of the other options because I'm like, well, I'd rather be tired and have no it symptoms. It works. It yeah. really works. But yeah, you're like, yeah. I am now a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was perfect for high school. Um, they make like, have you tried the general antihistamines? They're usually yellow. They're little tiny tabs and it's just a general antihistamine. Yeah, that's... Uh, those work really well for me and I don't have any issues with them. I, I can't remember what the actual drug is. But um, I buy like it's Winco pink box. It says antihistamine, and that's. I'm pretty sure those are the same as Benadryl. Those don't make me tired though. Really? Yeah. They, so that's they have a they have a pink one, mm-hmm. um, which is an antihist. It, it's like general antihistamine, and then under it, it's got the same ingredients as Benadryl. Man, now I'm curious because I want to go find out what. I don't know what it is, is. but it, it is yeah, and they're like little tiny yellow pills. Hmm. Um. And they don't make me tired, and they work pretty well. I wonder if it's just like generic Zyrtec or something. It might be. Zyrtec used to work great for me Mm -hmm. uh, when I, you know, right out of high school, and then for some reason it doesn't work for me very well anymore. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, if if you got really bad allergies, uh, you're only treating like half the symptoms if you just take a pill for it. That's why like so many people like take the pill, take Nasonex, and take eye drops. Um, I don't like the eye drops. I, I just pop my contacts out most of the time and just deal with it. I hate eye drops, mm-hmm. but they clear up my least favorite symptom of allergies, which is 
allergies. I look like I'm either stoned because my eyes get red, but mm. my eyes never get itchy, or I look like I'm on constant brink of tears because they get really watery. Yeah. I've been at work, and people have been like, are you going to cry? And I'm like, no, it's yeah. allergy season. <laughs> yes, my allergies are so bad right now. Yeah. The uh, My friends in high school, uh, specific. Uh, I guess I'm not going to say names. Uh, Good call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get censored again. Um, but they used to jokingly call me Tristoner because yeah. I was always tired from the Benadryl and my eyes were always like super bloodshot. <laughs> Especially at the beginning of the school year and the end of the mm-hmm. school year, it was it was great, good yeah. times. Uh, yeah, I had the same thing. A couple of people in our class were always joking, like, "Your teepees is stoner," and it's like, "Yeah, I'm real, real high on disease. antihistamines right now." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but Dayquil also works really well. It's kind of overkill, but it works really well for allergy symptoms. Mm. It doesn't really fix the problem, but it fixes all the Clears symptoms. Up the symptoms, mm-hmm. and it, that's fair. It's not the best, but in a pinch, it works really well. I mean, it's the same reason why I would take, like, Tylenol or ibuprofen when I had allergies, too. Because, like, massive headaches. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. I I'm I feel bad that you never grew out of your allergies. Because... The best thing I was I can like sympathize so much and I feel bad that it puts you out. Oh yeah, it's it not fun. Um the funny thing was we went in when I was younger to get an allergy test. And I probably told you guys this, but I think it's hilarious. So they they like they lay you down on a table and they take your shirt off. Um and then they have this like it's like a roller the of stabby, needles. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a roller of needles. But so they prick you with the histamine for like the general control. And then they'll like if you come in and say, Hey, I'm allergic like I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to this, this, and this, they'll do individual tests. Mm-hmm. And then to figure out everything else, they just like roll this nightmare of needles up and down your back. Yep. Um but And then your back itches for the <sighs> rest of the day. Yeah. But so they, they do the antihistamine and she goes, Okay, here's cat pelt and goes blink and then she reaches over and looks back and goes, Oh <laughs> and I'm like and my, my mom goes, oh, and I'm like, what does oh mean? And she's like, can you feel it? And I'm like, yeah, my back's on fire. And she goes, yeah, the uh, cat pelt flared up faster than the histamine did. Yeah. She goes, you, and she like grabs her clothes. She goes, you were really allergic to cats. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, thanks. And then she does it with cat saliva and it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went through and did the rollings. But yeah, it was so she was just like, I have never seen that before. I'm like, yay. The best is when they do those because for me it wasn't like that dramatic mm-hmm. but in five minutes he came the the allergist came back and you know they just had me lift my shirt up and so i lifted it up for him again and he's like well we know you're allergic to like at least something on this column because <laughs> my it and we figured it was grass because he did some individual ones after that mm-hmm. um but the the welt from the grass allergens or pollen or whatever was so large that it had like consumed all the other ones it was so bad yeah but yeah the itchy back for the rest of the day was not pleasant and the the doctor guy came in later and he's like he's like oh if we see your allergic cats the lady's like you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was like yay that's crazy yeah not a good time i could walk into people's houses and go and go oh you have a cat cool (laughs) all right goodbye yeah (laughs) Even if it's like like well cleaned and everything, it's just like the air. Yeah. It just it feels different. It's gross. 
Well, I remember at my old place, like I would vacuum before you came over, and like you'd say you like could tell, mm-hmm. and I kind of figured that it, I it had well in vacuum. You said it like stirs it up. Mm-hmm. It so, helps, but yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, it sucks. What about you, Hayden? You got any allergies? Uh, to penicillin. Any? any oh. Hey, same. Yeah, that was a <laughs> very gonna... bad experience. Oof! I had to take steroids. Nice. It was not good. Not nice. Yeah, I got hives. Yeah, it was, it was like I woke up while and I had like, walking pneumonia. I'm, my entire body is itchy. Jeez. Why is this? Oh, mm-hmm. it looks like I have smallpox. Oh, yeah. great. So yeah, uh, that's the only one that I know of, and hopefully that'll be the last time I ever have to discover something. That's a pretty crappy mm-hmm. one to have, yes. but it could be worse. It could be way worse. You could be allergic to everything. I mean, you're not like generally exposed to penicillin. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, unless you're eating moldy oranges all the time. But... Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just so glad oranges. I have no food allergies. Me too. That like I, I will take out. cats and being allergic to the air over food allergies, man. Yeah. Like, like being able to eat whatever, not yeah. have to worry about it. It would suck to be allergic to peanut butter. Mm-hmm. That's I just love like, peanut butter. Yeah, no Reese's. And no Snickers. Or nuts. No Snickers. Uh, my or stepdad's anything. allergic to walnuts, I think Ooh, it is. Walnuts. And they're in a uh, lot of stuff. Like, you don't think about ton. it, but there's yeah. nuts like, are in a lot of stuff. And or so they're, that's... like, processed in the same mm-hmm. plant or whatever, which is highly unfortunate. Yeah. I had a friend that was allergic to soy, which was, like... Soy? Yeah. At least you know he's not ever going to be a vegan. <laughs> yeah. Well, he literally probably couldn't be. Yeah. But you don't realize That's like weird. how soy is in everything mm-hmm. until you're allergic to it. Because it's literally like the filler in every food. Yeah. It's crazy. But. Yeah, peanuts and gluten. I'm not a fan. Yeah. That would be a bummer. I'd have to eat gluten-free bread. Oh, it's not really bread. It's not. It's not bad. Is it? Has it gotten better? My my uh, sister-in-law has a gluten. I don't know if it's an allergy or she like intolerance. Yeah, one of the two. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, so we usually will have like a couple gluten-free dishes for her. Um, and they're not bad. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's different. It's like drinking Coke and Diet Coke. That's fair. Like you, you know, it's not the same, but it still tastes good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my aunt was, had a, a gluten allergy and mm-hmm. I remember this was like probably 10 or 15 years ago. A gluten allergy before and it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when it was a legit thing. It's not still that it's is, not a but legit when it's not thing, as prevalent, but yeah. yeah, not, it's not as, it's not as, uh, Vogue mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I remember the bread. It was just like, it wasn't even like toasted. It was like a brick. Oh. <laughs> it was just like that's what my stepsister has said that um ever since it became more quote-unquote mainstream whatever that means more yeah um she goes it's been great Mm -hmm. because like because that's what she would say too she's like old gluten-free foods were terrible yeah um and she's like she's like now it's a lot of places have it and Mm -hmm. a lot of places have good gluten-free food oh and it's awesome like i'm not ragging on anybody that has yeah. an allergy about it it's awesome that there's been improvements mm-hmm. to especially like their quality of life cause, yeah you know there was a time when it was like yeah if you want bread products that don't taste like dirt or Good aren't luck. a brick yeah you've got tortillas and that's it mm-hmm. and even some tortillas have gluten i remember we got it from we got gluten-free mac and cheese once and mm-hmm. i was like i was like let me try it so good i'm like this should not be this good <laughs> this, um this noodles is not real 
<laughs> barbecue for life hey you should sponsor us uh in boise has mm. i think they have gluten-free mac and cheese or it's vegan mac and mm-hmm. cheese one of the two i was also equally like holy cow this is awesome uh i've also had vegan mac and cheese it's pretty good yeah it's not it's a little it's not the same like coke versus diet coke comparison but mm-hmm. it's still pretty enjoyable good. Mm-hmm. um my my issue with a lot of a lot of the like substitutes because i've tried a lot of vegan foods because my aunt because after she got the gluten aller- allergy she was like okay well i might as well just go crazy and mm-hmm. go vegan uh love you that's, um, a, that's a big leap but all right it was i'm allergic were, to bread there were like <laughs> no other, more meat <laughs> other things too that yeah. were going on but um my problem with a lot of the like vegan replacement foods is like you're replacing a food that's like you're telling me this is vegan chicken wings and this is not chicken you know like if you were just said oh yeah this is buffalo tofu i'd be like i'd be down but like setting the expectation of like crispy fried chicken wings coated in buffalo sauce was a little too much for me yeah i haven't tried any of the like like that it's like it's not meat Mm. and i'm like eh I've wanted to try the Beyond Meat. It's been, you know, it looks interesting. I've heard sure. the what's the one that Burger King Burger has. King. Is uh, that what they the have? Beyond Burger. Yeah, the Impossible Whopper. Or Impossible Whopper. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, I've heard. I don't know if it was the Burger King one. I'm not slandering you, Burger King. Please don't sue us. Um, I've heard one of them is not good for you because there's so much oils in it. Yeah. But I don't know if that applies to all of them. But I think it was the one at Burger King. But I'm not sure. Please don't sue us. <laughs> don't sue us. <laughs> That's just what I heard, but yeah. so I haven't I haven't tried that for that reason. Plus, I like I really like meat. Same. So it's it's on my list of oh, I'll try that someday, mm-hmm. but I'm not excited. Yeah. Or like running out to try it. Yeah. What what about those uh, the lab grown meats? That's gonna be. Crazy. I can't wait for that to be a thing. I don't I don't really understand the argument against them because it's the, the same thing. And it's going to make it so much cheaper and so much easier. Because I'm not a huge fan of like... beef for less than a dollar a pound. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of like raising hamburgers and the whole mm-hmm. process and having hundreds of them crammed together or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but right now it's necessary. But for mm-hmm. when, like once lab-grown meat becomes a thing and it's safe, I'm not going to be like rushing out day one to buy lab-grown meat. But... I would love to get Wagyu steak for $5 a pound. You yeah. Know? Like... It'd be awesome, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I'm I'm interested. In it. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, some of the some of the there's some like documentary type videos on YouTube about it where they're like, yeah, you could have essentially like super cheap, high quality cuts of of meat or whatever yeah. for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah, and people are like, it's not real. I'm like, it is. It's it it's the same thing. If if somebody smashed some hydrogen and oxygen particles together and gave you a glass of water after that would you say that it's not real water it's not real water bro it's yeah. not real water this is fake water yeah. <laughs> you know no but but yeah i think i think that stuff is super super fascinating mm-hmm. same with the whole like trying to grow human organs for transplants yeah that's that's nuts getting into some crazy mm-hmm. stuff i don't i don't necessarily at a, a cursory thought i don't see anything wrong with that per se as long as you're not like putting them into other people or whatever have you seen the island no i haven't oh my gosh have you seen the island no i haven't oh it's with uh ewan mcgregor 
Um, I won't. I won't get, give you the plot then. Sure. But it it kind of ties into that. It's so good. But... Have you seen Repo Men? The car show? No. Oh. It's like a movie. <laughs> That's Operation from, Repo. Thank you. That might be yeah. like early two thousands, late nineties. So that was almost the entire premise of of the movie was mm-hmm. that that this company developed um, like essentially robotic organs. Yeah. So they had you know livers, lungs, hearts the whole mm-hmm. nine um but they were super expensive yeah and if you didn't keep up with your payments they sent repo men after you to reclaim the organs That's some dystopian yeah crap right super there. dystopian <laughs> like it was a dystopian world for the most part um but yeah that was a, a big i don't know i loved mm-hmm. the movie it was like one of those things that's like this is so like crazy and not realistic but at the same time this is like i feel like that is pretty realistic well to a certain degree it's really dystopian and dark but like it's it's not like they they like surgically reclaim the organs they straight up like murder the person oh well then okay that's pretty dystopian then but but it was it was an interesting movie Mm -hmm. you know and you know you see a lot of the people that received organs just continuing to live horrible lifestyles too which was interesting yeah you know so Anywho, it was it was a good movie. I'll have to check it out. It's it's a little out there. There's gunfights, so you know should keep you interested at least. You know I can watch movies without gunfights. Well, no, okay. it's like it's not like it's like boring. Is oh. what I'm getting. Oh, okay, at. Like, not, there's not to be bang like bang action. shooty shooty for me to want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it, it was a good movie. Remember we had a third podcaster's name was Hayden. I know. <laughs> Hello everybody. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't seen that movie. It seems no. like something you would you we, would watch. We gotta watch it together. We should next. Uh, I don't know if they'd be interested in that, but I was gonna say the next time we all get together, we should watch it. Yeah, but, I think I'd be down. Uh, that one's also really good. Would recommend. Yeah. Okay. I'm that. down. But yeah, it's got Obi Wan Kenobi in it. Like, come on. And yeah. a lot of like shameless product placement. It's of hilarious. Course, it is. Yeah. It's like Michael that. Bay levels of shameless product <laughs> placement. It's the weirdest thing. The movie is so good, and it's like a. I don't know who did it. It might have been Michael Bay, um, but it's like up there with like, like Inception and like how mm-hmm. it messes with you and things like that or whatever. But there is shameless product placement throughout That's the cool. entire movie. It's so weird. Because it's a quality movie, and, like, the plot's good, it's well-written, it's confusing, it, like, the acting, like, the whole movie's so good, and then you go, that is the 19th Pepsi ad I've seen in this movie. It's so weird. Colonel Mustard murdered Professor Plum yeah. with, oh, would you look at that? It's, it's a, a Krispy Kreme donut. Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty I love, rough. But... I love that stuff. It's like, wait, that's, like, a legit Pepsi ad, mm-hmm. you know? I get why they do it, but yeah. Did you know? I learned this like two weeks ago. In one of, I think it was a Battlefield game. It was an EA product. It was a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the early thousands, so it's got early thousands graphics. But there were billboards in a couple places, which with like late two thousands graphics, huh. of legitimate ads, and it was like the quality in the ad was upscaled compared to the rest of the game's graphics and it was brutally obvious it's so funny like EA even the billboard sports <laughs> it's in the game we're gonna rip you off <laughs> microtransactions. microtransactions but it's so funny because you like look at the billboard the billboard texture is normal like game quality and it looks like somebody photoshopped a green screen in there 
yeah. or whatever, because it's so different. It's hilarious. But apparently they tried that. And of course they did. It's an EA thing. Yeah. I think it was an EA thing. I maybe shouldn't. That's a pretty safe gamble, though. But yeah, I don't know if we should even say EA because they seem like the kind of people that would be like, screw those guys. That's fair. A-E. There we go. It was A-E. Sorry. A-E. It's not in the game. Uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. What are you looking up? You can't do Nothing. that. You're on the podcast. You can't be no, like, No, I'm listening oh. to you. I'm just scrolling. What are you What are you looking at over there? Oh, I'm just audio issues. I'm I, I being the audio engineer oh. and not being per- trained for it is unfortunate. Well, my name's Hayden, and uh, I don't, I don't really actually participate in the podcast. Yes. I know. I'm bad. Well, you're going to have wanna... to because i got to take Mars out or she might explode. You okay. don't want to listen to us talk about organs and allergies for two actually hours? you know i'm really excited i hope they do come out with it what i want is um gene editing that's something that needs Ooh. to happen yeah what? that's a yes well absolutely okay perfect uh, so we'll have to talk about something else yeah uh you so, ever you ever read the book flowers for algernon nope man oh you read more gosh. than me wow you should you should read flowers for algernon i'm gonna put that in my browser so we can it uh it tackles some of the like issues that we're talking about, like uh, medicine and things they should and shouldn't fix. So, oh. the the main character, his name, if it's been a long time since I've read it, um, but his main character, the main character's name is Charlie. Okay. And he has an IQ of I think they say in the book it's like sixty. Okay. So it's very low. He's mentally handicapped, and then they have him participate in this test. Um, They've done a test surgery on a mouse. The mouse's name is Algernon. And the surgery increases Algernon's uh, intelligence. Like, okay. like five times smarter. And so Charlie is going to be the first human subject for the surgery. And so he gets the surgery and he becomes incredibly smart. Smarter than the the like scientists that have worked with him on this. Okay. Um, but Charlie comes to realize in that becoming as smart as he has, he's no longer happy because mm. he, he realizes that like at his, he works as a janitor. That's his like real job. He realizes that people made fun of him and, and oh, laugh really? at him. And they, yikes. But before he got intelligent, he didn't realize that they were, they were doing taking advantage. Okay. He laughed with them and, you know, you know, all these small things in his life, that he struggled to understand, but now he understands and he doesn't, he doesn't take a whole lot of joy in it. Um, and uh, you know, spoiler alert, the surgery isn't perfect. So there's like sure. complications later on, but it's a really interesting book that tackles like some interesting issues, you know, like how we treat dis- disabled people in general and, and whatnot. But, interesting. Uh, but yeah, like, okay, it's on my list. I'll have to, it's a, so there's two books. There's a, a short story, um, and there's the actual novel. I recommend reading the short story. That was the original one, and okay. it's relatively short. Uh, it was written in a super interesting fashion. Okay, perfect. Um, so it it's written. They're called the chapters are called progress notes, and it's Charlie writing about himself. Mm-hmm. And so they to get a, the I think it's Daniel Keys was the author uh if you're if you've got it pulled up there i don't know if you do the author yeah daniel keys yeah so he wrote it in first person about you know charlie or whatever but 
he wrote it as Charlie would have written it. So when his intelligence in the story is low, you can you can see that in his writing. And as his intelligence increases, you can tell. Oh, yikes. So it, it makes for a really interesting read. But it won a bunch of awards in the 60s for... I would assume so, because uh, that mm-hmm. was a very interesting time with that experimental testing on people. All and, sorts of stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, ice pick lobotomies and the whatnot. Oh, yikes. But, but yeah, it, it tackles some interesting issues and it's, uh, it's a really good book. A, a book that I can say changed me as a person, like very thought provoking. Interesting. Okay. But, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Have you read anything good lately? No, I have a list of things I need to read. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a couple of books. I probably want to go back through Starship Starship Troopers because that was phenomenal to read mm-hmm. in uh, AP Government. Well, hello. What's up? Not much. I'm returned. Okay. Uh, before we tackle genetic editing, um, I did want to to like talk about books a little bit more. Yeah, okay. no, you're fine. Go for it. Um, but uh, I've always wanted to do a book club. But then I realized that the kind of books I like to read don't really fit into a similar category. So I'm like, you know, one day I'm reading like something by Malcolm Gladwell and then the day after I'm reading a fantasy novel and it's kind of hard to get a book club that would be on board with that. Like, oh, hey, let's read about dragons and elves and stuff and then let's talk about statistics for our next book, you know, is is a little weird. But I would be on board, but I hate reading. Yeah, I that's really fair. hate reading. That's so uh, I wish I liked it, but I just I can't. If you haven't read Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, you totally should. I have not. It's uh, it's interesting. You ready for the list of books that I've read? I probably put them on maybe two hands. Um, not counting school stuff. Okay. Um, the Harry Potter series. Fair. Game of Thrones, the first book, the first book and a half. Narnia, the first book? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was um when I was younger I read a little bit more. I read one of the boxcar children and then assorted Star Wars books. That's about it. Um The Star Wars books though could be you could probably get a fair amount out of that because like back in like elementary we had the library like yeah. all, that whole star wars section that was awesome i had the whole thing memorized um like yeah. i read the darth maul book that came out uh all those encyclopedia things um that was probably most of my reading would be mm-hmm. star wars but um when i do get into a book though i can freaking blow through it i blew through mm-hmm. the final book of harry potter in like really? a day and a half. That book was so good. Mm-hmm. The Deathly Hollows. Yeah. That one was good. I remember I did the same thing. I got a hold of that thing and I was like a vegetable. My parents were like, dude, we couldn't like. My parents are like, are you okay? Because I never read. And then yeah. I started reading those and they're like, they're like, what happened to you? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. And what have you done with Trevor? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, the Game of Thrones. My biggest problem is I'd read it at night and I'd already be tired and reading already makes me tired. So I'd read like a chapter a night, but they were really the book and a half that I read are, were really good. And then the final season came out and it killed all enthusiasm I had for the yeah. books. I, I, after I watched the TV show, I had little interest in the books because like after watching the TV show, I was like, man, there are so many characters that I would be reading the book and bookmarking like 
things to go back and reference, mm. you know, so. You do a lot more than I do, but. Well, yeah, but it's like. I constantly be going back to the map because they ha- they'd have yeah. the map of Westeros um, and Essos. And so you could like, I'd be like, and with the Help jumping around or whatever. Yeah, I'd be like, where, where are, are we? Because then, then. Because he'd explain, like, as they move down through mm-hmm. Westeros or whatever, I'm like, okay, we're at this point. We're at this point. Yeah. But Most of the, like, fantasy novels I've read have always been pretty linear. Like, mm-hmm. like they don't jump all over the place. Yeah. Or if they do, it's, it's like, we're jumping from this group of characters to this group of characters. And they're, you know, like, it's not technical those books were almost written for like a tv show the way it bounces in between characters for each chapter whatever and it's kind of hard at first but it they're really good my dad said that after he read them he's like these lend themselves really well Mm -hmm. to being made into a tv show yeah because each chapter is just titled Mm -hmm. the character and you follow that character around for the chapter maybe if george rr martin would have finished the last book and maybe if the people making the Uh show would have gotten it together and just followed the book uh that would would have been great even if he didn't finish the book if D would have just you know written a coherent story and like asked him questions yeah. instead of making the nightmare that was season eight here's our uh here it is our required here's season eight <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's the required game of thrones joke yeah. and... i know we just can't oh, get it out but yeah that's a bummer the books are good though it takes a little bit for you to like well, and it was nice watching the TV show because it is really close to the books. Yeah. And so reading through, there's just more, there's more description and what goes on in the books basically. And so that helped, but it does take a little bit to like adjust to the, we're with Tyrion. Now we're with Jamie across the world. Now we're with Danny. Now mm-hmm. we're with Rob, like bouncing around. It takes a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's very well written. They're very, they're very good. I think he's just written himself in a corner with this last book. I don't think he knows if he can get out. Yeah, but. well, his like his storylines are like a pile of spaghetti. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know if that can be mentally untangled to form a coherent. Well, and story. he's got because he's also shooting for like Tolkien level of like um, coherentness. That's not a word, mm-hmm. um, but like with detail. Yeah, think well to a certain degree. Yeah, but like so he's got like the past history and it ties into what's going on now. And there's always somebody, this is tied to this and this Mm -hmm. happened and this happened. Like it's a built out world. And I think that's also been part of it. He's written these like big storylines and he also has this huge backstory written. And so he, I feel like he's constantly like, okay, this guy did this. Does this make sense? This ties in with this. And he has to like Mm -hmm. write backwards, like make sure it all fits in and then move on. And I think he's just kind of put himself in a corner that way. But yeah, I honestly, I don't know about you guys. I could never get into the Lord of the Rings books. Really? I I love oh, the movies. Oh, I also read The Hobbit. Oh, the Hobbit yeah. was good. I did get through that. I'm not a fan of Tolkien's writing. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Lord of the Rings movies. I didn't enjoy The Hobbit particularly. Um, I, I, like, The Hobbit was a good book. I enjoyed it, but it was a struggle for me because mm. I don't like... And they walked. Yeah. And they walked. And, and that's just like... about what I was about to get to. So, like... Tolkien, everything that he writes is like so technical. Like, Mm -hmm. like reading The Hobbit when it describes like before he left and they're like eating or not The Hobbit. I'm sorry, in the first Lord of the Rings book, yeah, when they're um, oh, and now I'm forgetting the name of the town. What's the Hobbit town? 
The Shire. The Shire. Mm-hmm. They're in the Shire getting ready to leave for the big adventure. That's like like 40 pages of, and they ate, and they're still eating. And, mm-hmm. they're, and you know, and you just read through all that. And I'm like, okay, I get it. They have yeah. food. Let's, yeah. let's move along. The crazy thing is, too, it's well-written, but it's like, I get it. It's yeah. exactly what you said. Like, they have food, or they're... Because um, I remember in The Hob, when they get captured by the giants or whatever, oh my that whole gosh. sequence is like... M- way more pages than it needs to be. I don't even remember, but I remember reading Insane. through it. And I'm like, this is like, so like, I get it. It's like, it's like a 10th of the book. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot. Yeah. He writes really well, mm-hmm. but it's, I've found, and I, cause I've talked to a bunch of people about it. Um, my friends that were like, I don't want to say not creative, mm-hmm. but more technically oriented. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say people that are really good at math and like into the fine details, uh, seem to like that type of writing <laughs> that Tolkien does more. And then my, my mm. friends that were more of the creative adventurous type, like books that are written, they like being given a, a framework for the setting. Yeah. And so that they can imagine and fill in the blanks. Mm. Uh, Tolkien doesn't, he fills in all of the blanks. The you sky know. was blue. That blade of grass the, was green. Yeah, the, I was about to say the leaves are green except for the ones in that tree. Yeah. They're turning brown, and you know, <laughs> and the smoke was smoky. And the, <laughs> it's probably a good thing uh, the soil was wet. <laughs> yeah, that he didn't have uh, RGB values. He'd be like, "This tree was FF six three two. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's always been an interesting thing to me. The different types of people like certain types of writing styles. Mm-hmm. Sure. But the weird thing is, is I don't like reading, but I can read online about things for hours. hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have like, there's been multiple times I'm like, I had like a random Star Wars question. It's like an hour and a half later. And I've been like on this huge, like Wikipedia, Ooh. like rabbit hole. Um, and I can do that. But the second you hand me a book, it's like game over. <laughs> game over. We're we're going to sleep, <laughs> which is a yeah. bummer. Cause I really there's it's a lot weird. of there's a lot of Star Wars books that are supposed to be really good, but I just I can't do it. Yeah, I've I found, cause that's how I felt. Um, in like before junior high, I was like books are boring. Like, but then, like you just said, I would like find something to read about online or mm-hmm. read about like some totally worthless video game thing for hours and and i was like i just really need to find something that i'm interested in and i found um the Dragonlance books mm-hmm. uh, fantasy books but i sat down and i read the first six books then they're like good sized books they're like 400 page books i read the first six of them in like a week and a half mm-hmm. and i was just like like I, my mom did the same thing. She's like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, it's like catatonic, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. And, and that was it for me. But in recent years, it's been like really hard for me to get into books mostly because I just, they take up time and I don't know. I don't have time during the day to read books. Yeah. There are so many other things I'd rather do. I like reading before bed when I'm like, mm-hmm. I have something to read. Cause most of the time it knocks me out. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'll be like a page and I'm like, and my eyes, I can barely keep them open. I'm really tired, but yeah. Well, they must have sprayed chloroform on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hayden, all-time favorite book. Go. 
Mm. That wasn't Starship Troopers because you already talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, man. There's. Um... I haven't read that or watched the movie. What? I know. I know I need to. We got to watch that now. I know. We should watch that next week. You know, I'm going to. Maybe not. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that's kind of a. I, I don't know. It's kind of a meme ish movie now, I guess. I don't know. Well, Little House on the Prairie's up there. The original, yes, the, the book? one written by her. That yeah. was a good book. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. Her, it, it's just amazing to get that kind of perspective. Did mm-hmm. I read that book? Did we read that in school? It's possible. I um, read the whole thing. If you went to Cold Valley, we read. Valley. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. I remember. Duh. Um, fourth grade. Okay. Uh, I think. I know we read it. I was in. Uh, I don't want to say names because I was in one of the classes in fourth mm-hmm. grade. Um, i hope so. yeah so i would imagine if you read it i read it i'm only mm-hmm. two years old two like grades above yeah so. it was it was good it was i don't it remember was it. super cool because it was like it's a first-hand account of the time period mm-hmm. exactly which is awesome. way better and you get mm-hmm. some i don't know if you call them recipes but they do stuff like molasses have you read as i lay dying by william Faulkner? nope uh-uh. you should read that That's you would like that gonna put this on my it's, list same time period it's sad is that uh, where that band oh yeah with a name from? like that They're, probably uh, i don't know if that's where they get their name but hey discount possible. jamie can you google something for me real okay quick? what's up bro um where did as i lay dying get their name it's a band as yeah, well yeah you might have to put yeah. the band after so what you what do you want to know uh where did as i lay dying get their name from okay so the origins of the band The band name came from the novel. Okay, Interesting. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's a good book. Thanks, it's Wikipedia. It's a good name for a band, too. It is, yeah. <laughs> that's why I was like that's, a real, like, like, that's a really good name for a book. It's also mm-hmm. a really good name for a band. Did they, that's why I was curious if that was coincidence or not. You know what's funny is when I was, because I, I was talking to Hayden earlier about Flowers for Algernon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you. Flowers for who? Algernon. It's a oh. book. Okay. Well, you, you might not remember, but we read uh, an excerpt for it for a class. Um, heavily abridged, which I was upset about. Um, I was like, man, that would make like a stellar like emo band name or alternative rock band mm-hmm. name, especially with the themes in the book. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's weird. I would have never guessed that like a metal band would, yeah. would take that as... That's because I saw that the other night when I was doing music for everyone while we were playing mm-hmm. video games. I was like, as I lay dying, I wonder if they got that from the book. Yeah. But also a metal band. So I don't know if they'd take that from classic literature. <laughs> I'm not sure. Right. My my favorite like weird band name fact is Bring Me the Horizon got it from Pirates of the Caribbean at the very end. when Jack's, what? Yeah. When Jack says, now bring me the horizon, they went... That's a good band name, and that's where they got it from. I think it's so funny. The only band name trivia that I've got is that uh, Blink-182, their original band name was just Blink, uh, but they got sued or got a cease and desist for someone, and so they just slapped some numbers on it. That's fair. Really? Yeah. Well, it's like with the Foo Fighters. That was apparently a holder name. Yeah. And they're like, this is a terrible name, blah. We'll just call yourself Foo Fighters for now, or whatever. And then they're every, then they like blew up, and everybody knew them yep. by that. And they're like, oh no, <laughs> this is our name now. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Oh, good stuff. 
you do know you can participate in the yes, podcast. Yes, I can. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. So over here. Are you doing okay, Hayden? Oh, I'm just tired. Hayden's over here doing taxes, Sorry. probably. Yep. <sighs> Line. Gotta get ready for that stimulus check. Part two. No politics in the podcast. I love my stimulus check. That's, I guess, yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> yeah. not, that's not that's political. political. I just <laughs> like money. I just yeah. like money. Yeah. <laughs> Can we go back to the whole gene editing thing? Because yeah. yeah. now I'm really curious. So uh, how does that work? So you're telling me What that, are you okay with? So from an ethics standpoint, I think you have to be like... Like a, designer babies gene editing? No, oh, okay. Oh, no. I think you need to be... When you say just gene editing. curing cancer gene editing. Gene editing like, like that. Okay. Um, curing uh, diabetes. Yep. Or other deficiencies. Okay. But... Okay, I got you. What, every time somebody says I'm okay with gene editing, the first thing I think of is designer baby. Yes, no. And so I was no. like, there is no way. But I always go full tinfoil hat. I'm like, well, they're gonna start doing it to people to make them more subservient. Because you, you yeah. could gene edit that totally into people, could. and then once people are completely complacent about the whole thing, they're gonna genetically engineer you to need less sleep and be able to work more hours and do it w- with less complaint. I think, and then all of a sudden you turn into a friggin' mongoloid and you just... Yeah. I think that's going to happen regardless because if somebody could be like, yo, you want to sleep three hours a day? I'd be like, yeah. like Exactly. I feel like that part, and then they're not like, going to need to yeah. like slide that in. They'd be like, hey, do you want to work more? Or like, do you want to be more... like Have the least, at least the chance to be more productive? I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't know if I would be, but if I could eat less sleep less like have more time in the day then mm-hmm. i'd be like yeah and not feel like crap that's the one yeah and not have brain degeneration yeah, yeah. and not be negatively affected yeah. but yeah i don't think they'd have to slide that in people would be like of course yeah what eventually happens is due to our culture here mm-hmm. in america is that those kind of benefits people like i'd jump on less sleep like, oh yeah Oh, I, I need, like I do it now. I, I, I sleep four hours a night anyways. <laughs> like if I could sleep four hours a night and feel awesome after that, <laughs> sign me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the problem is, is eventually, especially due to our culture here in America, that that would eventually lead to like normalizing 12 hour work days. Oh, yeah. You know, which they're pretty normal for certain fields. Um, But you work three days a week. Mm-hmm. This would be like five days a week of 12 hour work days, you know? Yeah. And it'd create class issues because you'd yeah. have the people that can work 12 hour days versus people that can't. And then people that can't aren't going to get hired and it's mm-hmm. going to create a whole nother batch of problems. But Or, or if you go full tinfoil hat, like I already have. Uh, Double tinfoil. Only, only the, the lower classes will receive these kind of gene editing things. The, the upper rich, class will receive the rich other fancy you know, whatever mm-hmm. they'd like. I don't know. Green skin. I don't know what rich people are into. Three heads, four arms, <laughs> six legs. That would be... Dude, uh, I'd go for four arms. That'd be nice. It would actually be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I could hold twice as many guns. <laughs> there we go. Ooh. It would just be... Yeah, it'd be weird, but it'd be nice. I don't know about legs, but arms I would... Yeah, legs are probably a pass. Yeah. yeah. But, but the, whole, uh, the whole walking on two feet thing's pretty efficient and pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. Considering that's like part of what separates us from animals, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm cool with it. Some centaurs would be kind of neat, though. Tristan's some Just, weird stuff. No. I, I'm not. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> no. No, you could be like your own be, Uber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exercise and movement. <laughs> and getting paid. You get paid. Oh, my goodness. That'd be so weird. No, thank you. Could you could take like, you don't have to follow the roads. You can take like 
I just um, shortcuts. Yeah, until parks. you fall and snap your leg. Do you know how like wanna... fragile ho- horse legs are? Well, we can work on that. We'll get some. Uh... It's not that they're fragile; it's that they don't fix themselves. Yeah, there you go. Like, yeah. Which is we can fix that. The problem is though, if you fixed it, I'm pretty sure the leg would have to be bulkier, and you would lose the benefits. Our friend to roam through the forest. <laughs> yes. With... Buy a horse. Buy a horse. <laughs> but horses can't talk. Yeah. You tell me. Ed lied to me. Or Ed yeah. lied. <laughs> what? But, yeah. No, I think genetic editing uh, is going to be super cool and super good for certain things, but I think we're going to have to be really concerned about the, of course, the ethics behind it, mm-hmm. and the fact that, like, under our current health system, we, it's not perfect, you know, because money is kind of king with our current health system not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. Um, but when we get to that point, it's going to be like, Oh, do you want, you know, Parkinson's or do you want to pay me millions of dollars to not have Parkinson's? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's going to become super, super strange. And it's going to be kind of interesting with countries that have been known to go rogue on, on the old rule book. Yes. Uh, there's already uh, scientists. They're doing that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's already a scientist in China that's got like a whole vat of designer babies. You know, it's bad. Yeah. Not good. They're also harvesting organs. Well, yeah. You know, and literally enslaving people and and suppressing dissenters. And Mm -hmm. there's, you know, a few human rights issues, um, you know, already. No, but it's gonna. That's definitely another thing to add to the list. You know, I'll just change my eye color. That's all I want. Same thing with AI, though. You know, what color did you change your eye to? I think it blue or green. You don't want blue green eyes. Would be no, super cool. They're nice, but uh, it's been proven, and nobody believes me. But the sun is harsher on people with blue eyes. Yeah, duh. I walk outside, and I'm always, I'm always like this. Um, well, that's why you always have sunglasses. Well, yeah, and a uh, pro tip. Uh, so they make transition contacts. They are the greatest thing in the world. They make transition contacts. Yeah, That's they cool. are. They are phenomenal. Um, it's crazy because you don't notice. Like I have to like pull the contact out of my eye to notice because it adjusts about at the same speed that your eye does, so it feels natural. Um, That's nuts. I went over to my mom's house and she's like looking at me and she goes, "Are you drunk?" And I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Mom, it's three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon," and I'm like, "I drove here," and she goes what's wrong with your eyes and she's like and i was like oh it's probably my contacts for standing out so she goes what and i like when i'm like look and i like pulled it down or whatever she's like oh my gosh but they are phenomenal That's um because cool. i can go outside because normally if i don't have my sunglasses and i'm not wearing my con these contacts i'm outside and i'm like <laughs> like everything's so bright they're not blue eyes are nice and all but uh things are real bright all my, the time my dad has blue eyes he's said the same thing like and, he, and I've noticed when I'm with him, like, he will complain about lighting constantly. It's way too light in here or it's way too dark in mm-hmm. here. And, like, when I lived with him, it was like the lights in our house were always off. Yeah. My I, know, oh, I know it sounds weird, but, like, during the daytime, just, like, no lights. In the evening, it was like, oh, we might have, like, a light on, but way more sensitive to light. Mm-hmm. Which it makes sense because lighter colors are more reflective, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. So brown eyes are an evolutionary bonus. Mm-hmm. Also, probably uh, why more people have brown eyes. Yeah, interesting. Yep. 
Yeah. Nobody believed me. I'd walk outside and people were like, don't be such a wuss. And I'm like, I can't freaking see. But I don't think my house is, pre- well, I mean, it kind of is right now, but I don't think my house most of the time is that dim particularly. You but... have a lot of soft lighting in your house. Yep. Diffused. Mm-hmm. Which is the way to go. I also hate white light. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. That could be part of it, but I just mm-hmm. do not like white light. Yeah. It's gross. It makes you, I don't it's know. sunlight. It makes yeah. me feel weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have smart or, like, light bulbs upstairs, and, I'm, and like when I first got them, I'm like, oh, that's too white. Uh, that's a little too yellow, and I'm like trying to find the right. <laughs> mm, but Purple. Yeah. Transition contacts are phenomenal. Would recommend. They don't replace sunglasses, um, and they can't protect you from like UV yep. stuff, but they're super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're real nice. Yeah, I remember transition glasses for my brother were like life changing mm-hmm. for him. But they don't look dweeby like transition glasses. That's why That's I haven't fair. ever got transition sun or transition regular glasses. Because like when you walk inside, you're like, Ooh. I can't <laughs> see. Yeah. All right, I can see now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the glasses, but and it's super subtle because I mean, obviously, neither of you have noticed. I've never noticed. No. Um, also, I don't just like stare into my eyes. Your eyes you frequently. <laughs> Like during like midday, like peak summer, because they react to UV light. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the winter, they're not the best because there's not much UV light. Plus, if there's snow out, it's like, uh. yeah. But um, they they're not super obvious. When they get dark, my eyes like my eyes just look brown, mm-hmm. or like if it's really bright, they look a little black. But yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. Snow blindness. That's a big deal when you're skiing or whatnot. Yeah. People don't realize that, and then they come back and get, like, burnt corneas and mm-hmm. stuff. Ooh. Yeah, not pleasant. Uh, you know, a couple days of basically just hanging out with eye patches. Oh. Yeah. Also, if you weld anything, or if you're a welder, wear your eye protection. My coworker had an automatic, because they have automatic face shields, um, and there was no charge in it. Oh, no. And he zapped his eyes. He said he couldn't see for two days. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sucks. No, yeah. thanks. I don't do eye things. Ugh. Welding is so bright that even just closing your eyes is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. It can still damage your eyes. Because it's at that point, you're getting into the hard UV soft x-rays, and it's yeah. going to go right through your mm-hmm. uh, Yep. Your little uh, paper-thin skin. Yeah, not there's good. Been, there's been times I've been on the freeway. You know that big, uh, I think it's a... The, ca- the ICCU building that's mm-hmm. been going up there. Uh, I was driving by once and a guy was welding and I like looked over and it hurt. Yeah. I was like, no it's thanks. Crazy. And I'm like hundreds of feet away from it. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah. Welding is super cool in general. Oh, it is. But but yeah. Fun we fact. can do that. We'll get some nine volt batteries and we'll make a welder. That sounds that sketchy. That sounds like such you a do it? not good idea. We should no. totally do it. No. Absolutely. Or you could just my, use a regular I welder. Got a welder. This is cheap. Well, you have a welder. I, I don't personally. My family oh. owns a welder. Like if I wanted to weld something, I would well, pass it off. We're on not my all dad. as lucky as you, Tristan. <laughs> I know three different people that have welders. I'm not as lucky as you, TP. I would love to have my own welder, and I'd love to learn how to weld. Mm-hmm. Let the record state: I offered to build them the best. No. Out of Home nine made. volt batteries. That, yes. That sounds so Let's sketch. see. What is that? I'm either getting electrocuted or I'm getting blown up in a <laughs> yes. welding accident. Let's also, see. Also, I want to get trained on how to use one of the acetylene cutting torches. That would be awesome. Also, wear your eye protection with those. Not that you guys are going to be using one anytime soon. But All right. I'm Speaking looking. of really hot cutting things, 
Did you see the Hacksmith lightsaber? That's what I was about to say. Oh my gosh. Have you seen that? No. Oh, they built the fir- technically the world's first functioning lightsaber. And it's technically a proto-saber, but mm-hmm. um, it uses plasma. Laminar flow. Yeah, and a controlled beam awesome. with a battery pack. Really? Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And it's fueled by propane. Yep. Oh, really? The fuel. Yeah. And uh, super and it, cool. It looks like a real lightsaber. Yeah. It looks legit. Plus, I don't like, in the, at least in that first video they put out, because they haven't put out the second one yet, mm-hmm. but uh, that they put when they activate they put the lightsaber sounds over it i'm like dude come on like i like when the initial intro cool go for it but like Mm -hmm. i want to hear what it sounds like normally and like but and then they were going through the like how to change the colors on it which was pretty cool but awesome but yeah then they showed the picture of the original and as they've been building this because i've been following it i'm like they're building a proto saber like yeah like straight up proto saber and then they showed like the comparison i was like oh that is exactly a proto saber (laughs) it's super cool yeah I was pretty excited about that. Yeah. And the fact that it wasn't just like super gimmicky. Like the start at first yeah. I was like, eh, but they each like once the second video came right. out, I was like, they're will, dedicated to this. I will judge them a little bit. I didn't like their handle design. But other than that, it was really cool. Really? Yeah, they put a bunch of like pipes on the one part of the handle and I'm like, mm. how are how am I supposed to get a good grip on this? You yeah. know? Because uh, obviously, as soon as those are commercially available, I'm going to buy one. I don't think they're going <laughs> to no, be commercially available. Yeah. Well, I'm kidding. But you, did you ever see their their Iron Man gauntlet or the? I started. I didn't finish it though. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They're really good. I've been yeah. following them for the lightsaber development. But he burned himself with a five watt laser. Nice. Uh, not five milliwatt. Five watt. That's bad. Uh, That's bad. He's fine. Yeah, he was fine. It's about a flesh. Uh huh. I'm pretty sure it was five watt, but yeah. they were like cutting things and torching things with the mm-hmm. laser. Also wearing super protective eyeglasses because sure. that stuff if, is nasty. Yeah, you don't want to screw around with that. No, I love, I love no. the, the lightsaber test. Illegal. They like. He's like, all right, we need our safety equipment. He puts on like a pair of glasses and he's like <laughs> wielding literally this red hot like piece of tungsten or whatever yeah. that's cutting through <laughs> things. He's like, make sure we're safe. And I'm like, dude. Wasn't that the is... titanium carbide yeah. rod or whatever? Mm-hmm. That was that one was cool. It was kind of like. It was cool. I'm like, this isn't a lightsaber, but it's, yeah. it was really cool. It's like man uses cutting rod to cut things. Mm-hmm shocker <laughs> but this this new one is nuts yeah it was Cause, awesome because uh at the video he's like fully retractable blah, blah i'm like yeah whatever and then he's like look whoop. i was like oh my goodness oh, he did it. yeah he did the thing he did the thing it'd be interesting to see i wish they would make two because it'd be interesting because yeah. it technically he says it's plasma but it'd be interesting to see how they react with another one because it looks like it's a beam of fire. Well, it's yeah, it's but it's can he's I don't I don't know. I, I skipped. Not I didn't gonna, have a lot of time, so I skipped a lot of the explanation because I wanted to see the freaking thing. You're not gonna get like swords. Ka-ching. They're not gonna clash. No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. That's what was cool about the the rod one. Yeah, you got the the sword clash thing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that because it looks like a beam of fire. It is kind it's of like superheated. Well, fire is technically plasma. Is yes. It? Yeah. Wasn't well, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. But it's still super cool. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I just want, I want them to We're find so a close. way. To, yeah, they need to just combine the two and make it 
retractable. I don't know how. Well, but. the problem is, is the whole you need a magnetic field thing to kind of a bummer to contain plasma. Yeah. Um, and I think they mentioned that video that the amount mm-hmm. of power you would need is huge. Absurd. Yeah. I think he said like multiple like nuclear power plants or something worth of power. And uh, it would have to also be in a box, mm-hmm. which is kind of disappointing for a lightsaber considering little hard to cut things when your cutting implement is inside a box yeah but oh yeah because he said it was yeah yeah <laughs> well because they did a the they tested that mm-hmm. and they had a small one in a box yeah it's like you make a great wall hanger <laughs> but, but we're yeah, getting there though cool. now they just got to work on magnetic fields and all that yeah but... yeah can magnetic fields do damage to the human body by themselves if they're high enough, I mean, at that point, then you're actually like messing with uh, molecules. But no, mm-hmm. okay. I would be concerned if you were near a neutron star. But and there's I, there is don't no- think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Magnet feels the least of your palms at that uh, point, yes. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, the it might be a little hot. Mm-hmm. By as, a I, neutron as I'm star. aware, you can actually um, in certain uh, MRI, the really high intensity ones, you can start aligning the electrons in whatever you're imaging you can have everything Whoa. lined up i don't know if the, you can really tell anything but that's what yeah but at those levels you're talking about way stronger than let's let's look it up uh i wanted to ask you because you have tattoos have you ever had an mri yes i've had an mri but it was before i got tattoos <sighs> i know i wanted to ask it so from what because that was one of my like pulsing that was one of my big concerns about getting tattoos and tattoos are all black and mm -hmm. black ink is the number one culprit um but it depends on what the ink is made out of yeah um but no i back when i had back issues uh, i had an mri weird Mm -hmm. it's like being in like a future dubstep machine or whatever it's yeah really weird giant electromagnets spinning Mm -hmm. around you and it it like pulses and and pops and bangs but it's a lot of it's rhythmic and Mm -hmm. it literally is like being in like a dubstep machine it's weird with like less wub and more just bangs and i i know this like most people probably don't want to be like oh i would love to get an mri someday I would love to get an MRI someday. It's like, an experience. Not not like not a fun one, but not to like wish ill upon myself. Mm-hmm. But if I could just like walk in and get an MRI and check it out, I think that would be super mm-hmm. cool. I wonder but, if you could with like if there was some place that's like teaching people to expensive read them. But like if there was like a school that's like here's how you, I don't know. There's it, unfortunately bummer. there's not a school for that. That's why they have like residencies. Oh, and, bummer. And you go work at a hospital and somebody that knows what they're Just doing. Just get cancer. Come on. No. <laughs> Big yeah. sad. The stuff, the, the things that you <laughs> would need to uh, get an MRI is not that great. Yeah. But. Unfortunately. Um, it is extremely, I'm not claustrophobic, but it. Mm-hmm. It's tight. It is real tight. Um, but yeah, I did not have tattoos mm-hmm. at the time, but I would be curious so as well. I'm also kind of freaked out about it because it can rip the ink out of your body if you're not careful. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So certain inks are magnetic because so especially black ink because they use, uh, I think it's a iron something. I'm not sure. Or a, it, I don't I don't think it's an oxide, but um, the ink particles are magnetic, and since MRIs are giant magnets. A lot of people experience like a pulsating feeling in their tat, the area yes. that's tattooed. Or burning. Because that's or burning. a, uh, it's basically like an inductor. You're actually creating um, heat. You're mm-hmm. creating heat and electricity, mm-hmm. voltage on your. Uh, and yeah. depending on the quality, I've been told, of the tattoo ink, like it can like 
rip out the the ink particles. Sure, yeah, you can pull you, know. um, you can pull it to the surface. Yeah, so um, which sounds excruciating. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Next time I get it, if I ever get another MRI, I shouldn't say next time. If I ever get another MRI, um, it's gonna be like, can we test this on my arm real quick before? <laughs> Yeah, because the one's like sitting over my shoulder and no thanks. I've heard that it's pretty uncommon for it to be an issue. Yeah, it would, it would not be tattoos. one of the things I'd want to like um, learn though mid-MRI. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, it, uh, I, I believe that they have mostly negated that with yeah. like modern tattoo inks and whatnot. But Tattooing nowadays is pretty safe and mm-hmm. chill and... That was when I got mine. My parents were all like, "You're gonna, you need to go get tested for STDs and blah blah blah." Oh <laughs> because like back in the day, well, they would reuse needles, and, and I'm yeah. like, the FDA like monitors all this. People get fired. Like yeah. uh, my tattoo artist does not let people under 18 into a shop mm-hmm. because it's a liability, it's and a lot of tattoo liability. insurance won't cover people under 18. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I don't know. Maybe. The guy that my dad goes to, maybe his shop's rules have changed in the past mm-hmm. 15 years. But when my dad was getting his sleeve, I remember hanging out in the tattoo shop and mm-hmm. watching. It, and it, was, it's a, it was crazy. Shop by shop basis. But yeah, um, yeah he just doesn't well, want to deal with it. Well, and plus you got to consider that you're, you're damaging the, like a person's largest organ, mm-hmm. you know? The skin is your number one defense against literally everything. That makes it sound like it's really traumatic, though. It's not that bad. Well, I mean, from an immune system perspective, it's a huge deal. Uh Uh-oh. Well, no, it just means that aseptic technique is super Mm. important. Yeah. You know, don't get a tattoo from some dude in his garage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't do stick and poke (laughs) This is in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I might do stick and poke at home. Oh my. I, I could do it. I could. Well, you, okay. To be fair, you're also, you have some medical background, so you'd probably be okay, but you don't want to be, your buddy be like, hey, you want a stick and poke tattoo? No, I w- yeah. I would want to do it to myself because I, first of all, I wouldn't want my buddy to be liable for me getting necrotizing fasciitis. Nerds. And, yeah. Uh, flesh eating disease. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, And second of all, I probably wouldn't trust very many people to do that mm-hmm. at home right but i think you could get away with doing it safely if you practice brutal yeah it is kind of brutal brutal yeah i would love and i would never do it because i know i'm a wuss but i would love to get one of the traditional like yeah. not a traditional tattoo but like in the traditional method and when they have like the stick and they just mm-hmm. like pound it in or whatever oh, wow um i would never be able to do it because it, it it's brutal it's it destroys brutal. your skin you know what's fascinating uh so tattoos around the world have different different like connotations, mm-hmm. I guess. Here in the United States, it's pretty well accepted at this point, for the most part. Um, Japan, they're illegal. Yeah, it is not well accepted there. Yeah, only the all. only the yakuza, yakuza. has tattoos. Mm-hmm. So I was reading about it on I think it was on Reddit, probably not that long ago. But they had signs that were um, in. Uh, hotel gyms that were like if you have tattoos please cover them blah mm-hmm. blah blah because mm. you know we don't yep. people don't like that it's scary mm-hmm. you know and well yeah because it's like it's crazy i never thought about it like tattoos in, in the 40s only two yeah. types of people really had tattoos people in the military and criminals mm-hmm. and that's that's what they're at minus the whole military thing the yep. yakuza has tattoos and that's how you join the yakuza yeah 
amongst other things. You get, but, like, full body tattoos. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and they have crazy, like, it's, amazing tattoos in I Japan. Know. I know. I've seen, like, some of the, air quotes, Yakuza tattoo, mm-hmm. whatever, because, of course, after that, I had to look it up. Yeah. Um, and I was like, holy cow, these are awesome. And I'm like, oh, wait, giant crime syndicate. Maybe not so yeah. awesome. I mean, but as far as crime time. syndicates go, the Yakuza's pretty normal yeah they're, that's fair that's they're fair. not the good guys by any means but they're not mm-hmm. they're not the cartel yeah that's true but yeah i've seen a couple amazing full body pieces yeah. with like huge koi fish that like the tail starts like at the back of the head and mm-hmm. runs all the way down like your back of your leg or whatever it is nuts crazy i but cannot imagine sitting for that Ugh. that'd be so i know you do it in sessions but it's still like crazy anywho cool I think this is a good episode. It's good to be back at the, in the grind. We talked about a, a very large variety of things. Yes, we did, as usual. Yeah, which is our our speciality. And we donked on Game of Thrones. We did. <laughs> yep. For the twenty sixth time, twenty fifth well, time. Never gonna. I think it's never gonna. I end. think we're at twenty four times. I think there was one episode that we went without it. Yep. And then we promptly mentioned it at the end of the <laughs> yep. episode. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that then. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Ida Bros Podcast, and we will see you in the next one. Deuces. <laughs>